we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. Mike oh my Rob gosh, he just got here. <laughs> he just got here, like literally. <laughs> just got here, okay, just got here. So I'm hanging out in the parking lot, soaking in some of that, uh, what, sun, vitamin D. Little vitamin D. Little bit vitamin D is good for the soul. <laughs> Um, but again, welcome, welcome back to Henrico CTE now. Got another guest, another interesting guest here for you this time. We are playing from home. Uh, one of the things that we rarely get to do, right? Play from home. Oh, it's been a, it's, it's, we <laughs> thought it was going to be here a lot. It just hasn't happened. It that just way. has not happened that way. It's much uh, more interesting to be on the road. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have to agree. You know, I always like going and visiting people as opposed to people coming to us. But in circ certain circumstances, it's easier for folks to come. Uh, to us and that's what circumstance we're under right now but before we get to our guests i gotta remind you guys how you can stay up to date on henrico cte everything going on social media twitter instagram facebook youtube all at henrico cte um, also check out our website henrico cte.com mike tell them where they can follow the podcast listen to the podcast everything the podcast is cte now it uh can be found on spotify um uh, I'm drawing a blank. It is Anchor. <laughs> it's too Google. many to name. Too yeah. many to name. That's yeah. what it is. It's like I've been doing this for, this is 15 <laughs> times. And I'm like, uh, uh. no, it's uh, it's all the major podcast venues and right. a lot of the smaller ones and probably ones that I don't even know. All right. So <laughs> we got you covered across the board. So if you're trying to listen, there's multiple ways for you to oh, listen. Yeah. Okay? Can't miss it. No Can't, excuses. No excuses. No excuses. So today we have a gentleman named Mr. Ray Beasley gracing us. Uh, with his presence, a very active parent in um, in the school system, uh, making sure the kids get what they need to be successful. Also, a uh, advocate for SEAC. I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, Mr. Beasley, why don't you just start off by telling us what exactly SEAC is? Well, SEAC is an acronym for Special Education Advisory Committee. Uh, it is the is an appointed position by the school board to help. Uh, advocate uh, policy and need address the needs of uh, our special education uh, children. All right. So can you dive a little bit deeper for me on that? Like what kind of things have, have been put into place underneath SEAC? Well, if you if your child has an IEP or a 504, um, then you're probably um, within our structure. Uh, and we try to help parents uh, navigate some of the challenges that go along with that, uh, both within uh, the system structure. And uh, I think we do a tremendous job of trying to identify resources that can benefit uh, parents uh, in addressing the needs of their children. Uh, we are a group of parents who have struggled within the process ourselves. And our response wasn't to to just scream and holler. It was to come together to see if we could help identify solutions. And I think uh, that we're doing a great job of that. All right. What are some of the more common problems that are associated with having a child that has, uh, I guess, um, 
what's the proper term for it? <laughs> special needs or special needs is a, a term that is it's a it's a group term. Um, but if your child has academic uh, deficiencies, uh, in some instances, they may um, have other uh, uh, intellectual needs. You know, it may be autism, it may be Asperger's. There's, you know, a host of you know ADHD, ADHD, all the D's. <laughs> uh, but if your if your child has underlying challenges that impact their ability to learn, then our school district and and it's a national uh, uh, process. They 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 uh, try to identify a, a strategic plan. Uh, for helping your child to be successful academically, and and so I, it's the IEP stands for Individualized Education Plan. All right, and and this is what I'm talking about right here, Mike. I told you, and we've heard uh, before we had you on the show that you were very, very uh, active in community, in the community, very, very active in the lives of children across in Rico County. So uh, I, I like the sound of this program, and hopefully, you guys continue doing good work. Uh, but Let's turn our attention now to career and technical education, CTE. So our CTE programs, in your opinion, uh, how important are CTE programs to the community? I, I think it, it makes a world of difference. Um, years ago, I served on a uh, state panel that really um, was trying to address the issue of academic options. We were discussing within our process uh, uh, advanced diploma, standard diploma, and and the academic uh, what was needed for um, giving our kids the best chance for edu- academic success. And my position was partly based on my own personal experience, which is, you know, all children aren't necessarily uh, going to college, right? And so we had to come up with an alternative that gave them an opportunity to be successful. Um, outside of going to college. And in terms of why I think it's important, I think it's really the lifeblood of, of, of community because when you look at the education structure within uh, technical learning, what you basically find are all the jobs that run local and county municipalities. And so if you, you know, the county has electricians, they have right. plumbers, all that. you know, they have all of that. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I, you know, I'm one of those, I'm a dreamer. I kind of envision a day where just about all of our county employees will have some connection of learning through the, the technical centers. And so for me, it was an opportunity for kids to get a firsthand uh, experience of what those types of careers are. You know, we, we know that kids are tend to be uh, visual learners. You know, right. they, they won't eat something if they, they because of the way it, <laughs> it looks, they have it don't look appetizing. You know, they won't and so bother. kids don't if they don't if they don't have a chance to touch something, experience something, they don't tend to, to want that experience. And what this what CT learning does, it gives you an opportunity to, to touch things that are really non traditional um, career opportunities. Um, I I went to school to be a phys ed teacher, but I retired from Verizon Telephone Company. And that is a skill that I could go anywhere in the world uh, and and make a living. And so as a parent and as an advocate, I believe it's critical, particularly in the challenges we have uh, in the the working world, where you have to have a a plan B 
to make a living. Absolutely. And so anytime you can do something with your hands, then that means that you can adapt in any environment that you happen to live in. So that's my personal view on that. You know, on that same uh, type of idea, uh, they're also building life skills, right? So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. So say you don't go necessarily into becoming an electrician or you don't work in automotive. These are skills that will serve you throughout your life because you're going to live in a house, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to want a house that has electricity, right? We're going to drive a car, right? You know, just learning how to fix and work with some of these things can save you a lot of money in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm myself, I can speak for, I'm the product of the technical center. I took auto mechanics for two years. Um, I only did mechanical work for less than six years before I went to something else. And But that information, that knowledge that I gained, that experience is still with me today. And, you know, it's when you can do a lot of the, the work, the maintenance on your own vehicles yourself as much as you can, even as considering how technical they have gotten with all the computer systems on them anymore, that saves an individual a lot of money. Like, I almost think that some of these things just should be mandatory, right? Some of these things, the kids should just know, learn, like, how to change a tire, how to do an oil change, your own personal oil change, just things like yeah, that. life skills. Good. I mean, yeah. you know, th- these, all the programs, I don't care if it's the A-Centers with the 30 programs or the 100-plus programs or the comprehensive classes that we have, they're all providing life skills that they're not going to get out of their yeah. traditional classes. And I'm hoping that eventually, you know, people will start realizing the importance of these and so that there's a more of an emphasis on these. I mean, Mr. Beasley, do you see that as something that can um, be influenced by, you know, parents like yourself? And Well, I, I mean, that, that answer was so beautiful. I probably don't even need to be here. <laughs> that, 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 that's 100% correct. I, I also think that it, one of the great things that I, one of the hidden gems I think of technical learning is it teaches you uh, what I call a navigation process. I mean, you learn how to work through um, uh, troubleshoot, um, diagnose. And so when you, you know, you may not want to be an automotive mechanic, but when your car starts having problems and you need to go (laughs) talk to somebody, you can have a conversation that goes beyond just air in the tires. And and, and that's critical uh, to to life skills. You know, when you're, when you're doing, um, uh, when you're learning refrigeration, uh, you learn things about, um, the process that helps you understand when your refrigerator is acting up. Right, and simple things we use every day. It's just simple things every day. Um, but I also think that it's it's uh, the the learning environment is just a little unique to just standard academic education, and I think that that is a tremendous uh, asset. It, it allows you to, to to work more in a, a collaborative environment, so you you almost get the the, the the work environment socialization and I think that's that's critical. Um, you get you 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 get to troubleshoot, you get to diagnose, and you get so teamwork, all, all, all of that. those things, mm-hmm. all of those things. Very very important. So I understand your son is a product of the A Center uh, at Hermitage. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. And uh, so talk to me about your experience. You know, working with the A Center at Hermitage from a parent's point of view. We get to talk to the kids a lot, Mike and I. So. Just talk to me about your experience with the A Center from a parent's point of view. Well, I, you know, I'll tell you quite quite honestly, I'm a biased 
uh, person when it comes to this, <laughs> this issue because uh, I think the world of, of Hermitage High School and the instructors that invest into this process, I, I, I just happen to believe they don't make enough for what they really contribute. Uh, I happen to feel blessed because my son um, has, has he, he's a product of the special education advisory committee process. Let's just put it like that. And so I needed a learning environment that was more applicable to his learning ability. And I also wanted him to be in a process where he worked in group setting, almost like if he, you know, when he graduates, he go out and get a job. He has to understand how to work in a team environment. He has to be able to take the kind of leadership and management from a supervisor that kind of aligns itself in my thinking to the way you're taught in the technical center in those particular industries. And so it really, I think, sort of gave him ground, a, a ground level ad- adaptation to what it would be like to go out and, and get a job. Now, for me, he doesn't have to necessarily go out and get a job in heating and air conditioning. Whatever he goes to get a job in, I think that the structure that he participated in for two years will serve him, will serve him in a positive way. All right. So what was your how did how did he come across the A Center and what was your initial reaction to you know, him wanting to be participate in it, or was it something that you guys kind of discovered together? Well, I, I would I would say I'm 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 an active parent in the, in our school system, and so when there are things uh, investigate, my wife and I we we were my wife served as the the uh, policy council chair for Head Start before it merged became federal programs, and so we I've been involved in just about every level or activity in schools um, since 1990. 1998 really and so I'm, I'm my son I would say is blessed that he has a parent that's active and so I was aware of what the opportunities and the options were and so I again I think it was more uh, I had to to tell him pick one you know because <laughs> right. absent not telling him to pick one he would have chose to do something else now he was he was uh, participating in uh, JROTC which is I believe also is another tremendous asset in terms of teaching leadership and right and discipline that's also falling under cte right. guys yes, you know exactly. just in case anybody's yes <laughs> unaware that's also cte we do that too right but you know other than sending him into the military which isn't a problem because i'm a i'm a, a veteran oh, okay. so i wouldn't have had a problem with going well, thank into you for the military. service well, thank, thank you thank you for thanking me <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i you know i absent him going into the military i wanted him to have a skill and because i happened to have uh, had a career in a technical uh, capacity, I recognize the value of, of that type of education because when you when you are dealing with issues related to troubleshooting, right. when you have to deal with flow charts. You got to think critically you in have these to cre- situations. Right. And, and then quite a bit of our training as a professional centered around safety and that that that's inherent in the education is everything also addresses safety and yeah, that's so, how we how, that's how the kids start right i mean right. they start oh, yeah. with safety and and so when you're trying to find creative ways to teach rich management critical skill thinking i don't think there's a better uh venue uh, or vehicle for teaching those types of um, supplemental needs that are that are critical to life so how have you seen your son grow since he's participated in the program compared to, you know, before he started? 
Well, he thinks he knows more than I do. <laughs> that's every son. I think that was a given. Like, <laughs> but that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he he has some confidence that he can do some things. That that to me was was everything because there there comes a time when you you know you take them out to the woods and you 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 drop them off and you leave them right and then they have to get home. <laughs> you know, but he has he has to grow up. He has to learn how to navigate life, and any tool that gives him that, I believe, is life changing. And I'm blessed that he decided to participate in a career uh, learning environment that is probably one of the most valued career opportunities that we have because. You know, everybody has air conditioning. Yeah, everybody's gonna need it. <laughs> oh yeah, these things are sorely, sorely you know, needed. And that's what we try to tell the kids. Whether all the time. it's in your home, whether it's in a business, there you you will you will go somewhere and find some freon somewhere. <laughs> I mean, this summer is a perfect example of oh, how can goodness. I get to the air conditioning from where I'm at? <laughs> Absolutely, and it's uh, you know, a lot of people uh, don't really think about it from this angle, but CTE is also a good way. To start your own business too if you want to go the entrepreneurial yeah. route there's so many kids who've come out of our age centers who ended up you know working for somebody but Man. then they ended up working for themselves and at the end of it i've talked to students when we're out recruiting uh to you know about our programs and, I'm, and i've asked them i'm why is it did you pick this program he goes well i'm gonna um start a business i said oh well, well that's great he goes i'm gonna get my license while i'm here in high school this was specifically a couple of students that wanted to go into barbering right and he said i'm gonna go to but when i graduate from high school i'm gonna go to business school and i'm gonna take some business classes so i learn how to run the business but right now i get my certification so i can be working right out of high school i mean it just when I hear that, I just want I just get a big old smile on my face. Like, that is awesome. You know, it's it's, it's like because they they get it and yeah, they, they exactly. understand uh, uh, the message that we're trying to send. They coupled right there from your anecdote. I heard they coupled college with the learning oh, yeah. that they get with, from CTE. Yeah, and these two two things don't have to be separate. Right. So many people look at this as an either or. Right. You know, and unfortunately, it has been decades of pushing that either or. You're either going to college. But if you can't hack it, if you don't have the grades, then you're going to go to technical school. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand where that comes from. I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even put it as, as, as you can't hack it. I, I think that you should be. Able, you should do this in addition to. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's a plus. Exactly. I. I. I, I really. You know. If, if I had my wish as a as, as a parent, um, I would almost make this mandatory. Right. That you have to be exposed to some technical learning as a part of your overall graduation and so it, it shouldn't be a opt-in program it should be a, a an integral part of the education experience and we have so many examples of how the two can mesh together you can say you know my child wants to be an engineer here at the tech go into the a center they can go so many different routes they can go and take some automotive classes right they can take precision machinery right so many different things where they're getting some hands-on experience before they get to college where they're less likely to get that and go on to get those that engineering degree but they we had a uh there was a parent that um their son wanted to go, he said i'm going to be an, you know he said his son said i want to be an engineer he says, "What do you see? Where do you see yourself in five years?" And his son says, "Well, I want to design cars for a major auto manufacturer." Uh-huh. He says, "What do you know about cars?" He says, "What do you mean?" <laughs> dot, dot, he dot. says, Crickets. "Do you know anything <laughs> about a car?" He says, "No." He says, well, "Why don't you take auto mechanics?" Right. And he goes, 
oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. He says, learn something about what you're going to be designing right. before you are taught how to design it. Absolutely. Learn how Absolutely. they work. So well, it's, it's perfect. And it, it's just, it, it's not, that's just one example of so many that right. you've really got to be thinking about these things. Right. And uh, Mr. Beasley, you seem like you obviously not seem like you are uh, very pro of these programs and very supportive of our programs. For that, we, we do thank you. But um, how would you uh, convince a parent who might be on the fence about letting their kids participate in a CTE program to actually allow them to participate in one of our CTE programs, whether it's something in the middle schools or the high schools or whether, you know, it's our, the, the A Center, Center in yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think that would be a case by case basis. I'd have to understand what is it that creates apprehension in the parent uh, that right. they would want, you know. And and from that point on, it would really be about what are your what are your goals uh, and what are your child's goals, and then showing them how there is an application within this process that can contribute to that to that goal. Because I don't think that there's any profession that you can go into that you can't take some application from within RCT learning right. that you can use. I mean, we, we actually have business <laughs> business CTE curriculum. Yes, oh, we yeah. do, exactly. Business marketing, I mean, just on and on and on. So, Falls under CTE. And mm-hmm. so there's there's nothing that, that, that this, this environment doesn't touch. But I, I think that we have to um, use it in order to – and I think we have to as, – as, as effectively as we can, uh, make it available to as many kids as we can. And in some instances, I don't even know if, if the parents should be the final arbiter in the sense that if it is a part of the infrastructure of learning, right? then we take out this issue of why do my child need it? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we don't do this, I think one of the, the effects of not doing this is we start to diminish the 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 candidate pool to manage our society. Right, right. I mean, it's it's going to have a long term negative effect. Is what you're saying essentially by trying well, to you know telling these technically, kids that we already are suffering from that. And we when got, you uh, look at deficit. the millions of jobs that are not yeah. getting filled um, because of students not getting into the trades, for example, or, or many other positions. I mean, I think I heard there was. 80 million, no, 80% of businesses in this country cannot hire enough people to get their work done. Wow. 80%. All right. So on, on that note, how do we get more kids? How do we get more kids interested in yeah. what are we not the doing? Center? Yeah. What yeah, are we what not are we, doing what are we missing? to make these kids more interested in our programs? If you were given the task, if, not knowing what we've done, what, what would you do? Yeah. What, one of the things that I would do is I would do an assessment at the ninth. It, when kids come into high school, I would, do a, I would do a career assessment. I would make them help identify what is it that they would like to, what is, what is the strategy after 12th grade? Because that is not something that we really task our kids to do. And then by the time you get to 11th grade, um, You've, it's almost too late. You've well, it's never too late, but you've lost yeah. a lot of critical opportunity because some of the classes you could start in ninth grade. So by the time you got to eleventh and twelfth grade, where you get into the to the meat and potatoes of the of right. whatever that that particular certification or curriculum is, you could spend more time in in, in 
away from the foundational stuff. But if you, we identify what kids' vision is early, then we could start to put together a strategic plan to help them pursue that opportunity and also to identify things that they may not be aware of that are foundational to whatever it is they want to get to. So, our, you know, you, you made the point earlier, a kid said he wanted to do something with cars, but he didn't know anything about cars. Right. And so there are, we could do an early um, exposure. We could start some very fundamental things to get them at least going that direction because if they found out after being introduced to it that maybe they want to do something, something else, else. Yeah. right? <laughs> then we have time to turn the ship. But you yeah. know, when you're you know when you're halfway through your junior year, yeah, uh, and you decide well maybe it wasn't cars that I wanted to do, uh-huh. then you know where do we go from here? So my my if if I had some say in what we did is we would do career assessment in ninth grade. You know, when one of the things that uh, I believe was critical for a kid transitioning from eighth grade to ninth grade uh-huh. was to understand what's going on at the high school. Right. So he knew about all the clubs and everything before he got there, as opposed to walking into this new building with all these large people, you know, and trying to navigate hallways and everything. So if he was pre-introduced to the environment, right? if we did some things to sort of connect kids uh, in middle school, the rising ninth graders, if you will, to kids that are in high school, so that by the time they showed up, there would be some faces that they would be familiar with. Like a mentorship with. program. Like a mentorship a program in a certain mm-hmm. extent, exactly. But if we pre- if we started early in trying to get them to share with us what what their visions are, uh, then we could start to build some fundamental things for them. Everybody, we have a variety of different uh, economic uh, levels, right? Of in our in our schools, everybody can't afford everything, right? And because of some of those economic challenges, some kids have not had the experience to be exposed to a lot of things. And so we have to take some responsibility to help broaden their their view of opportunity. And so the earlier we do it, the, the better off they'll the better be. Better off they'll be, but the more targeted we can be mm-hmm. in their education in these areas and the more successful they'll be, I right. believe. Well, actually, sounds like a pretty good idea, that assessment. I mean, uh, we see in the A centers when the kids are more interested, they are more engaged. You have less oh. goofing off, you Absolutely. know, more paying attention in class. I actually want to be engaged because I actually want to reap the benefits of coming through this program, ending up in a job or in the industry or in a career, scratch job in a career uh, that's very, very that that I want to be in. Right, that's and also in demand. <laughs> exactly, and then same thing is you know you mentioned about. Um, you know, trying something and finding out this isn't what you want to do. It's better to do it now while yeah. you're in high school where the county's picking up the tab versus once you get to college <laughs> and you do a major change and then you're, you're paying for school all over again. <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. Yeah. And uh, those those loans, they aren't cheap, especially after you, after you graduate. Trust me, I am. You, you are the product of, of that loan payment. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they want their money on time. All right, guys, we got to bring the, the show to a close. I want to thank you so much, Mr. Ray Beasley, for uh, hanging out with us here today inside of the CTE offices. 
be sure to got be sure to check us out on our different social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at Henrico CTE and RicoCTE.com. Uh, don't even have to put the www there anymore. Just RicoCTE.com. <laughs> You will be good to go. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Spotify, Anchor.com, Apple, Google, all of the major podcast venues, and many, many of the smaller ones. All right. Thank you so much to Mr. Ray Beasley for coming out. A very, very passionate parent. Yes, thank you. Yes. And uh, we heard some good stuff. It's often refreshing refreshing to hear the parents' this point was, of view. This is a great show today. It's, yeah, great yeah. show. Great show. And, um, so, and thank you guys out there in our listener audience for listening and for putting up with me. Um, and Mike uh, <laughs> through these past what podcasts. Do do? <laughs> You're right. Mostly me, right? Mostly me for putting uh, up with me. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, for, I'm Rashawn Garnett for Mike Roberts for Ray Beasley. Thank you for joining us once again on Henrico CTE Now. We will catch you guys next time. So long, everyone. Peace.